from Magpie 24 7. It's time for the NE1 for Bacon Podcast with your hosts, Kyle Thompson and Paul Rudder. By fans, for fans. How's the bacon, did you say? What's happening, everyone? It's Kyle for the Anyone for Baiting podcast, and um, the roller coaster has, has come full circle. Um, it got as good as it got with two wins against um, West Brom and Crystal Palace, and now we're back down to square one again with the inconsistency. But it's not just it's not just the old um, typical two nil there that we usually get beat by, and it's a disappointing performance. Newcastle lose five. Two away from home to a newly promoted side, and um, we wait for this one. We didn't want to rush straight out because it would have just been two, met two blokes just shouting at it. Oh, shouting, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if a rant's what you want. You you'll probably get one. It'll just be more. It'll just be with a bit more thought behind it because we've had a we've had a whole nigh on twenty four hours to think about. Um, What's transpired uh, from this game, and what a what a dismal, dismal performance, Paul. Gutless, spineless, yeah. absolutely pathetic, and that giant piss flap who stood on the side of the pitch last night, again, clueless, old, demented dinosaur bastard needs to get back to St James's Park, get back to Benton, wherever his office is, clear that, clear it out. And head back to Mrs. Bruce and enjoy a happy retirement because I'm telling you, that man is systematically just stripping every little bit of dignity and hope. Mate, we're going into every game shitting our pants against Whoa. fucking promoted team. There's no hope. You don't go in. We made a big thing before Rafa Benitez, hope. What would you say with Steve Bruce? Steve Bruce? Half and piss flap. He's, he's a walking piss flap. And if you're sitting in that dressing room looking at, 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 as I said, the aforementioned piss flap, what inspiration do you get? We look absolutely comical. I know we'll get through the game and stuff like that, but goodness me, Bost dominated once again. Every team we play, mate, we make them look like Barcelona in their pomp with Messi playing. Um <sighs> It's it's disgusting. We couldn't have done we couldn't have done a podcast last night. Like I say, I was just going out drop kicking, fucking drop kicking grannies left, right, and centre. Just absolutely fuming because just when you think you hit absolute bottom, Bruce is the gift that just gives again. And and for all those people saying you're jumping on the bandwagon and this that and the other, it's not. We said it since the day that buffoon walked into into St James's Park, ill qualified, ill equipped. We're still seeing the same fucking thing now. I don't care whether we win, we lose, we draw. It's Bruce out. He should have never been Bruce in. It's only Lee Charney's dirty, perverted little fetish that he's got. He's over the hill, man. He is. He's over the hill. I mean, and if he's not over the hill ready in football in terms totally, if he does have a niche somewhere in the football league, if he's not over the hill, he's got a fucking fantastic view of the Bastard Valley. But he just needs to go, just clear your desk. If you say you care about the club as much as you do, if you say you're a Geordie, if you say you get it, have a set of balls, own up, like Kieran Clark's um, been doing in the press, and like one or two of the other players have, held, holding the hands up and stop making fucking pathetic excuses for that shower of shit that we had to pay for last night to dribble down our TV screens. Fucking disgusting. The tactics, the desire, the setup, everything made. Absolutely fucking bad, human. Yeah. I mean, you talk about the setup and we were forming before the game. And I even tweeted out, I says, Bruce, we've came off the back of two wins. It looked like we're going to a 5-4-1 five, four, five, four, or whatever he plays, 5-3-2. It doesn't really matter. From the way the team looked from the post that the club put out, it looked like Hayden was playing centre-back. That, and, that and was his mind like, games, mate. That was his mind games. I, I don't get it though. Is it a wind up? It's like, oh, that'll trick Bielsa. That'll trick them all. Instead of putting Hayden in midfield in the lineup, we'll put him at centre back. That'll get him. It's like the first five minutes of the game leads Sustwa out. Do you know that? And there, like, I know, I know Bielsa. Mate, it wasn't even that much. It wasn't it, even that much, mate. Thirty seconds. 
30 seconds. <laughs> I tell you now, we're going to fuck these well and truly over. Everybody, made in the stands, everybody at home can see the problems. But I don't know if Bruce is blind or what, but he cannot and will not see the blatantly obvious. And, and as for Bielsa, fuck me. It's like, it's like um, going for a fine meal and a nice bottle of champagne or going around to Sutherland and having a bottle of blue poppins and fucking chicken nuggets in comparison. <laughs> Give over, man. Honestly, there's no comparison. It's fucking night, night and Paul. day. Night and uh, fucking day. I'll tell you where there isn't a comparison either, Paul, between Bruce and Benitez. There's still people out there that compare the two, oh. and it's bewildering to me, man. Like, that that fourth goal, I know we'll go through the whole game and stuff, but that fourth goal... That was man, fucking disgusting. Disgusting. Five on two, they were queuing like the Christmas... Like like, like Christmas at Primark, queuing to hit the ball. Three of them waiting and Olofsky puts it in the net. Five on two, the two players at the back, uh, I think it was Lewis and... Um, who played right back last night, Murphy, I think it was the two of them. They just stood up, they got beat. It was uh, like the bastard, I don't know. It was like the animal. Too easy, man, and like it just it just kind of sums up the total work in regress that is Steve Bruce, and he can talk about progress all he wants, but we're Not sitting there nineteen months from when he first took over Paul, and we still don't know his his formation, his best formation. We still don't know what progress. kind of what kind of um, imprint he wants to put on the club. So for me at this point that it's never going to happen. It's just going to be hitting hope. And even then, wins this season have been scrappy at best. Awful. Like, when was the last time Newcastle played well, Paul, and deserved to win? Like, you, you can put with, that with another one. When did we play well and when did we boss one of this uh, one of the stats? So when did we play well and we boss possession? When did we play well and have more shots? Or shots on target in the opposition. When do we play well? Yeah, and and, and like, win aerial duels or something like that. The stats from last night, mate, are absolutely fucking horseshit. And I wrote them down because I was that pissed off with them. But I watched this batch back about twenty times. The highlights alone, I, I just couldn't believe that fourth goal. Like you said, where, where's the Newcastle players busting the gut to get back? You see the Leeds, the Leeds players. And and it's literally the like are all over like a fly round shit chance to chance to not chance to get a goal Harrison by the way for them last night absolutely fucking immense amazing yeah. for a player I didn't really know much about right but um they're all over it M meanwhile us just looking at Bruce <laughs> just <stop laughs> honestly if if I'd have been Dallow I'd have chinned some fucker and walked off last night sixty eight percent possession leads. 32 for us. We had um, four shots on target. They had 25 shots on target in total, 10 on target. Um, the one on crosses, 35 to 15. Tackles, 14 to 8. On um, interceptions, 21 to 13. This is for a team, Newcastle, that says they like to counter-attack, yet we're losing on interceptions. So, um, successful pressure, 71 to 40. And aerial duels, we even lost on that when you've got Fernandes and Clark at the back. That's really surprising for me, 56 to 44. Every single statistic, well. goals. Yeah, we, we lost every single battle. And when you go out, if you're having a, a difficult time, mate, tell your defence to win their battles. Tell the midfield and we'll get onto the midfield in a moment because that is absolutely, it stinks worse than shit. Um, win your battles, do your bit. And again, strikers, strikers, People slagging off Joe Linton last night and Callum Wilson. What are they supposed to do? Part the fucking Red Sea or something like that? Yeah, I've seen a couple of things about Wilson. Um, saying Wil don't don't uh, attack. Nah, you can't judge. You can't judge them lads, mate. Do you know what I mean? If you give Lewis Hamilton and you're going to win this Formula One Grand Prix, but then you're telling him to walk and the rest of them are in cars, it ain't going to happen, is it? Got to be realistic. Well, you go, Give them Lewis a chance. The to judge on it. three players on. It's like it's ridiculous. Like, I, I seen a comment on Twitter this morning. Um, oh, Wilson only scores goals, and there's uh, and uh, other than that, he doesn't offer anything. Every time he got the ball, he got pressed by two, three players. Like, do you know what I mean? And we know this lad fairly well. He messages messages from time to time, but honestly, when I seen that. <laughs> 
it, uh, it pissed us right off. Like, I know there's so many problems within the team, but you can't blame Colin Wilson for anything. He's been nah. nothing short of absolutely brilliant. Any major chance he's had, he hasn't missed. He Adrian had a- Durham summed it up, mate. Adrian fucking Durham. And I don't like him. I don't like to share, share the same fucking oxygen as that bloke. But to be fair, on that, he said Callum Wilson is exactly what Newcastle needed. He was a major piece of the missing jigsaw. But unfortunately, when you've got that absolute galah stood on the fucking sideline, sucking on a word of his original without a clue, or an absolute care or a second fuck in the world, you're going to go nowhere. And it's got to be about tactics, mentality, the way that we set up. Because it doesn't matter, mate, who we're fucking playing. You know we're going to be second best in every single thing. I've got to rely on Steve Bruce's immense amount of luck. He has more fucking luck than Hartley's that man. It really does. But last night, we were found out. And I'll tell you something else as well. We conceded five. It could have been 12, 13, 14 or 15 if it wasn't for fucking Carl Darlow. So, yeah, take me out off. I don't like wearing hats, that's for certain people. Take take off me imaginary hat and just give him a clap because he did and the goals that, that went yeah. in. Do football with him. If you if, if yeah. the defense is if if the defense and well the defense I, I could literally rage because under Rafa, going back to the Rafa thing, that's what we were most best at. It's the same fucking personnel. So what does yeah. that tell you? What's the change? What's the variant? It's that piss back on the fucking the side of the pitch. Yeah. And the worst thing is, mate, the thing is, he won't, he, he won't get sacked. You know that, I know that. He ain't going to get sacked because in that middle of that bottom half table is what gives Lee Chani the biggest, well, saying biggest hard on, he's probably got a cock the side of an ant. And he, he ain't going to walk. So what's going to change? Newcastle, no. until we get bought over, this is it. And then pundits are, are shitting on us saying Champions League. Les Ferdinand last night saying you've got what you want, local lads. I'm sitting there going, Les, what the fuck are you well. on about? Yeah, I've got a lot of respect for Les Ferdinand, I really do. Um, I, I love the book. Newcastle, but he was brought in as a pundit for Newcastle because you usually get a, pundit, a former player from one team and a former player yeah. from the other team to try and balance an argument out. He, looked like he hasn't watched Newcastle since since Rafa was here. Um, all local since lads, all that. <laughs> So, so out of touch. I know he's busy with QPR on that, but you can just tell he didn't do any research. He looked at the table, looked at the top goal score and thought, oh, they're not doing too bad. Let's go on and do the show. And like, I have a lot of respect for Les Ferdinand, but I think he deserves deservedly get, needs to be called out on that because like, I thought it was absolutely shocking. Uh, the, lack of, um, the lack of invest, the lack of um, time he put in to actually show that he knew what Newcastle were about this season. And the, and the thing is, mate, it's just, it, it seems to be going for it. Like, the me, the media were really quiet last night. Uh, nothing from Robbie Savage, nothing from Chris Sutton, nothing from yeah, Mark know, Wilson, There's nothing not a, from a fucking Taylor. ball in between any of them. Nothing, not a word between any of them, Paul. Not yeah, a fucking brain cell either, mind. Yeah, if we play Fulham on Saturday and we beat them, the second the final whistle goes, they'll be ch- twisting the knife in. Oh, Steve Bruce this. Oh, where, where's the um, Bruce out brigade? Yeah, right. across the world. Yeah, I mean, it's a big fucking if, like, at this point. At the end, it, 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 and even even then, mate, I'm, I think we fell down to 14 for 15 for the loss last night. And I feel lucky to be 15th. I feel lucky to be there in the league because... When we've played well, that, that's all. That's all you deserve. That's if you listen to them for aforementioned cockwombles, then th- that that's all. That's all you deserve. We should not be asking or expecting for for any more. Um, but you know we'll do it again, mate. All that's going to happen now on this Fulham game that you touched on before is we're going to sit back, cross our fingers, hope and pray we don't get our asses tickled. That's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, and it's it's going to be another battle of bastard attrition, boring football. If Ruth Hullet did sexy football, this is quite simply the fucking opposite end of the bastard spectrum. And I tell you what, COVID, it's no excuse for last night's uh, performance, may I add, no. on that. Maybe Steve Bruce, Steve Bruce is, he's, he was doing fucking cartwheel, cartwheels around Benton today when... Uh, the fucking Westminster lot kept Newcastle in tier three. Let me tell you that because he, for one, doesn't want fans back at St James's Park because he would be feeling it hot under the collar. Um, no, no doubt about it whatsoever. 
Um, but this is what it is with Ashley, mate. The problems go up and above Bruce, they really do. But Bruce is not helping himself. And he's he's not... You can talk... Les Ferdinand can talk about you. Well, you've got one of your own and this, that and the other. Look at some of the managers, mate, that we've connected with before in the past. It doesn't matter. It's a myth. It's a lie. It's absolutely disgusting. Keegan, right? Technically not one of us. Born in Doncaster. Liverpool legend. Came to us. Great player, right? Was he born up here? No. Yeah. He wasn't. Look at some of the other mass, uh, managers that we've really taken uh, to heart. Chris Hewton, right? Chris Hewton said he wanted me to come down to, to, to Nottingham at the moment and help him or whatever. I would. Chris Hewton, smashing, uh, smashing bug. Again, it doesn't necessarily mean because you, you, you live up here, you've got to be qualified and you've got to be equipped to do the job. It doesn't matter where you come from. I mean, I'm one Solomon of Rondon. Solomon Rondon. Job. At the end of the day, right? You, you thought he was absolutely fantastic when he was at Newcastle. Did he come from anyone? Of course he didn't. Look no. at players. I, I, I've got a tremendous respect for I talked to Ket Spire uh, quite, quite often, which is a, it's a weird thing. But you know what I mean? I've got a lot of respect for uh, you know the Jordi Georgian. Um, Nobby Solano, Peruvians. You know, some of the best players that we've, we've got. Jonas Gutierrez. You'd walk over hot calls for him. It doesn't matter where you're from. Players... Managers, ex-coaches, Rafa Benitez, it is because these these people that like they've bought into the club, they've gave everything they had, and and they've went about it the right way. I don't see any of that from Steve Bruce. You can see he's one of our own, but I know you know everybody else listening knows he's a Man United fan. We know that. I remember seeing a clip um, the night we beat them five nil. He's sitting on the couch with it and Kenny Dalgleish and Harry Hand also uh, Richard Keys uh, saying, oh, um, the fans the support end. Newcastle, but uh, I'm back on my Reds tonight and that and all this shit. It's not a Newcastle support, I'm Paul. Yeah. He just isn't. I mean, we're, we're 20 minutes in and we haven't we haven't talked about the game yet. <laughs> we've just been getting <laughs> set up with chess. Just but... fucking bent and just been uh, honestly though, mate, with Bruce, he could have been fucking born he could have been dropped at Eldon Square. The best part of him still would have dribbled down his mother's fucking leg. We all know that. Useless piece of shit. We've known it for a long time. He's no Newcastle supporter. He won't have lost sleep last night. He's got to go, Paul. For me, he's got to go. Um, yeah, he, he, I mean, should have, he should have gone it, ages ago. It took a long time for me to make me mind up. It took a year where I was back and forth. And one minute I was thinking, all right, let's give him a chance, Jory Lard, and all that spiel. And then the next, I was like, well, he's flipping shit, isn't he? And like, you look at the number of bad performances we've had since he took over, Paul. Like, where we've just been out of it. And like, even. Even just a small thing like a high pressing team, Leeds, Brighton, Southampton, Tottenham, they've all pressed were high and we've struggled against each and every one mm. of them. Fulham are a similar side. They press high. Are we going to be the same this weekend and capitulate against them as mate. well? I'm shitting myself, Paul, in their second bottom of the Co- league. Cost you would. Cost you would. The thing is, mate, we're the only fucking team in Premier League history who sits back for literally 90 minutes of a game and still gets humped five fucking two. How do you work that out? For a team who just sits back and doesn't try to play fucking football. What we're playing isn't football, mate. It is not football. But yeah, we sit back, we park the bus, we get our prayer mats out, we do all of that good fucking stuff, and yet we still get absolutely destroyed, yeah? We do. We've, we've, had, more, we've had more action than fucking Kermit uh, the Frog's puppet. <laughs> I've it, seen the media put up. <laughs> yeah, and it was fucking perfect for it, because I was just like, I've had enough of this. Honestly, mate, after after you watch Newcastle, it should be an enjoyable experience. It should be like, even if we lose, well, yeah, we had a go, this, that, and the other. To, to not have a go, mate, to not have a go and to not try and to not bet yourself is absolutely fucking criminal. It Top really, really is. Well, isn't it? Yeah, and we're heading for one place and one place only currently. We'll get done by Brentford as well, and we're heading towards the relegation zone. So, to me, action needs to be taken. Everybody in the mother... And, and Charlie's another one. Our majority support. You don't hear from him. You do not hear of him. He's not a jolly. He's a phony, early Charlie. But we'll try and analyse this game, Paul. I, I know it's been a... Um, obviously, there's a lot want to get off with chest about this game. Flipping absolutely shit. But believe it or not, we took the lead. And one of the people that a lot of uh, Newcastle fans were a bit angry to see on the team sheet Jeff Hendrick actually puts the ball in the uh, ball in the net. 
always loved Jeff Hendrick, by the way. But <laughs> um, no, it was a it was a good cross by Ryan Fraser, who I thought played really well. To be fair, and we went off, and we felt a bit when he went off. Um, ball goes in. Callum Wilson with the knock on. So much for doing nothing, by the way. Callum Wilson with another assist uh, puts it into the path of um, Jeff Hendrick. A typical Newcastle goal. And, but even then, we had to sustain so much pressure, Paul. We caught, yeah. we caught them against the run of play. Leeds could have had two, maybe even three before then. Um, the I think it was... Mate, mate I'll tell you something. We, we get pounded. We get pounded more than the lasses doing the Playboy Mansion. Seriously. <laughs> it's, it's All bad, the time. It is. It, and all it is, you, you, you're sitting there thinking, hit and hope, hit and hope. And, and you're just hoping that something goes in off his ass. It wasn't a bad goal, actually. It wasn't a bad goal, but, but me, talk about coming against against the run of twat and play. Jesus, weapon of all plays. Aye. Look at the Irish. Aye, yeah. <laughs> pretty much, ironically. And then it, yeah. I think we're led. I think we're led for like five, six minutes. Paul, uh, the cut were open. Easy mistake again to make. Um, the cut were open. They hit the bar. Darlow full stretch doesn't get there. Easy tapping for Patrick Bamford, uh, smoggy bastard. Uh, I don't forget where you came from, mate. And you were flipping shit then, and you're just in a good. You're just under a good manager now. Overrated to shit. He good. is. So you the difference, mate. Yeah. What a good manager can fucking do. You can get a turd and polish it when you're a good manager, but when you're a shit manager, you bring everybody else down to your absolutely fucking toxic levels. Giant piss flap. And it, and it becomes one one and um it get I think it went to half time one one Paul um if I'm not mistaken it did I it did and I thought you know what we can get it we can get a point where even though we're getting lucky it's kind of something I'm becoming used to the rope a dope style where we take on the punches and and stuff and. And like we'll we'll go two one down and it's a good header from Rafinha um Jack Harrison you mentioned before. Jacob Murphy got torn apart last night. Um, he really. Well, that was when you played out of position, though, mate. But yeah, he played out of position. He tried his best, but the amount of times he was getting caught, the amount of times Lewis was getting caught, and I'll come on to him in a minute. But um, yeah, Jack Harrison had an unbelievable night, and he and he um, topped it off with an unbelievable goal for the fifth. Um, but won that in a bit. But uh, they go two one up, and then Newcastle surprisingly, I thought we were done at it two one. We'll get a corner. We'll first, I think we're first or second of the game. And Clark with a header. And I think he's one of the few players from last night that can actually lift his head held high. Lift his well, head and see he played well. But that's yeah, what you get to uh, cle- Clearly, clearly, somebody at the club, knowing that they are on a run of five or six games without a win, knowing how much they've struggled defending set pieces, would have said, oh, let's target, let's get some good set pieces in. And it proved, mate, on the two occasions we've got some good crosses in, some good opportunities. And we're notching. It isn't fucking rocket science. It really is not. And that's what's the most infuriating thing, because from now on, it goes tits up, major league. Exactly. I mean, we'll score this goal, the second one, and I actually felt like a bit... A bit of momentum. I was thinking, right, we've we've hit them on the break. Now we can start swinging and start trying to get a result. And I was starting You're to be Lano in the snow, aren't you? <laughs> Pretty much. I, I, I like you watch the Rocky films and that, and you think like the underdog can get the result. I mean, we shouldn't be the underdog against a newly promoted side, but hey ho. Um, <laughs> thanks to Bruce, it's that's the case. But yeah, I mean, we'll get the two two, and I'm thinking, right, let's get amongst it and. Oh hey, Sean, Sean, Sean. Ugh. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna do what other people have done. I mean, Twitter has slated him. Um, on a footballing basis, I agree, yeah. but on a personal level, absolutely not. The personal um, stuff, like, cut it out. Cut it uh, out. As as you as you know, obviously local lad. I went to the same school as Sean and that. Um, I hold the long staffs closely. I really think they're a part of Newcastle's future, and. Like he gives the ball away in his own box, um, in the lead, and it and it goes, then it ends up being the third goal for Leeds, and I, I felt so sorry for him, um, with the first one, and then the second, the the fourth and the fifth as a result of his corners, um, shite corners to be honest, and I've I've said it for a while, Sean isn't very good on set pieces. I, I don't think he should be taking them, but on a footballing level, um, last night was. Absolutely abysmal from him. 
looked uh, like a he, rabbit caught in headlights, mate. Yeah, he did. He, and he did. A lot of people were saying championship level and fans can be fickle at times, you know, because people were saying, oh, he, he's good enough to play for Man United only 18 months ago. And they were saying he was as good as Rice. Exactly, yeah. Uh, comparing him to Rice, some saying he was better than Rice and poking a stick with the West yep. Ham fans. Um, <laughs> associated with um, Jory Rick. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> but um, no. <laughs> but um, no. Copyright infringement. Res- respect to him, but he got a lot of flipping shit for that. But anyway, um, I. I feel, I do feel <clears throat> for Sean, um, it's the worst he's played in a black and white shirt by a absolute street. And I think it needs to be a couple of games where he's out the side, Paul. Now, um, he looked, the thing he looked is, Ill. he looked, he looked awful. He looked, he did, he didn't, he didn't he look like a rabbit right. in that in headlight. You can't do the personal stuff though. So let's just literally, if you're listening to this and you're one of the people that 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 does do it for the players, it's not going to do anything, is it? Really, to restore, you know, restore the confidence. You've got to think a year or so ago, this was a potentially thirty million pound player. Now, form is temporary. Class is surely permanent. That's what I was brought up to believe. Yeah. Yeah. I just think he's playing out of position, mate. He's not a bloody midfielder. You know, you're talking about Sean Longstaff there taking corners. He should be on the edge of the box. A la, you know, uh, how Manchester United used to use post goals. I'm not comparing the two players. I'm just saying they can stand on the edge of that box and Sean's got a clean strike of the football on him. So put yeah, him in an yeah. area where you can get some use from him. He's not a defensive midfielder. He doesn't think defensively enough. His awareness, he can't do it. And then you look at the partners he's got. One week it's Tom. The next week it's Dick. The next week after that it's Harry. So, you know, there's so much chopping and changing. Uh, the last game, he, he's had to do the work for himself and he's had to do the work for John Joe, who I'm no doubt we'll touch on uh, yeah. later on. But he's he's... he's He's moves about as much as a bastard telegraph pole, John Joe. I know he wasn't playing before, but so many chopping and changing of different combinations. I think it's Matty's position. And if Matty's not even getting in this team when it's Sean's playing as bad, what does that tell you about his thoughts about, about Matty? He, he, must, he must literally despise the lad because he can get nowhere near at all. And I know we've had to change because of rotation and stuff like that, but I just think he looked, he, looked, he looked ill. He looked scared. He looked lost. He looked like he was caught in the headlights. And I've got a lot of time for Sean Longstaff. I, like you, agree that he could have a massive future. And you could have a 20, 30 million pound player, homegrown, not cost you anything, but play him in his twatting position, man, Bruce, you absolute giant piss flap. Because but, yeah. before all of his confidence is gone. I think it's two prob there's two major issues, Paul. The problem, the, the the problem is the depth of our midfield hasn't changed for several years. We've needed a ball playing midfielder now for a long time. Um, it's clear as day to me, John Joe Shelby is not it. As he says, his defensive movement is absolutely abysmal. Sean can probably do it better than Shelby, but last last night proves otherwise. Um, Sean needs to be played further up the field in his actual position. Uh, we're both in agreement on that and. Sean is a victim. Sean's a victim of this. Shares a victim of this. A lot of players in this team are a victim of this, and it's just the severe lack of coaching. It really is. I mean, you look at, you look at. I think it comes under the umbrella of uh, Jamal Lewis as well. The lad comes in with a lot of potential, raw talent, and we've seen it in glimpses. But defensively, just. He just needs the arm round him. Look, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to be in this place. You need to be in that place. And Steve Bruce, as a former centre back, should be coaching lads like this and saying, "Look, this is what you need to do. You're in the wrong position at this point. You've got footage from games, and you're not showing Jamal Lewis what he's doing wrong." Man, he can't even tie on fucking laces, Steve Bruce. He's in no position to coach anyone. And this again, you want to talk about Rafa, and you want to talk about Steve Bruce, Bruce and approach. You've got one man who is meticulous and a winner and looks after the small details and got a fine tune out of Sean Longstaff. And you've got somebody who said himself he doesn't go too much on the old training side and the tactical side. And boy, does it not fucking tell. Unbelievable. What have you done? It's time and time again. It isn't even this club. Look what he, d- he did previously to other flair players when he's gone into other clubs. Um, even Hatton Ben Arthur. 
when he was ben in Hall. Jack Grealish. I mean, that's another thing. He where's destroyed players. It is. Where, where's St. Maximin? He's been seen in Newcastle last week or so. You know, what's going on with St. Maximin? Is the bus stop true? Is he is he just is he um, exiled from the team? Is he leaving in January? What's going on? Tell her because we don't know. We just see on the field that we don't have Maxi, and Maxi's one of our best players, and he was our best player last season. But he would have been back, ideal last night, mate. I'm telling yeah, exactly. you now, right? Imagine in a game like that where you want to, where you need to counter attack and you need the pace. You've got Miggy on the bench. You've got ASM, fuck knows, and you've got Steve Bruce and his lips tighter than a duck's fucking ass. Yeah, telling you now. So, you know, at the end of the day, he's all this secret service and stuff like this. Oh, I can't tell this, that, and the other. It's our football club. These are the representatives of our team, our city. Yes, we don't deserve a, a bit more information. I know you can't dive into the medical ifs and, no, and this, that, and the other. And you can't go against the players' wishes and stuff. I respect that. But you can say he's injured or he's ill, or he's unavailable uh, currently, or there's a disciplinary issue, or it's, it's you know, because of uh, team selection or whatever. But when the squad, and he keeps whinging, the squad's tired, and the squad's this and that, and uh, that pisses me off anyway. And then he chooses just to leave players at, at home, play players out of position, like you said before, we, we, with uh, Jacob Murphy playing it right back. When you, Even DeAndre Yedlin, who has been involved recently, surely... <laughs> If that's all you've got left, then you, you you put him in and he can do a job and he's better than the opposition that, that we're playing in front of. And it's a mess. It is literally a clusterfuck. It is. The club. It's really bad. I mean, you look at the amount of players that have fell behind underneath, under Bruce and it's just a clear lack of coaching with a lot of the players. Like, there's a, don't get us wrong, there's a couple of people that have stayed at the same level. Um, a lot of people would say Darlow's probably improved, but I don't think he has. I just think he's, he's given an opportunity. He's a good shot stop on anyway, and he's being able to stop the bombardment that would get every week. Uh, because under Rafa, he didn't really get the, the opportunity in the Premier League. He played a lot in the Championship, and he proved his shot stopping qualities there. He just wasn't getting 50 shots at him a game. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the, the double And that was because of approach and detail. Detail, mate. You can't watch one of our teams at the moment and say there's detail. If you look at our set pieces, you can't say, oh, they've worked on that on, on the training ground. That's a bit, a, a bit of tactics. But un I'm sorry, I mean, I'm all, it wasn't champagne football, sexy football, Keegan entertainers football. But what it was is you could sit there and say, I can see a plan of what Rafa is thinking and what Rafa is trying to do. I can see him trying to work with players. I see him put his arm around players, trying to get players better. The best. Taking out. them out when they need to go. Yeah. So put Sean in for a couple of games, but then take him out to protect him a little bit. Get him to work on a few things, then put him back in. Steve Bruce, our, our central midfield, mate, is shocking. It is, it is, them, them central midfield, I've got no problem with Isaac Hayden. None. He's no, an absolute, absolute man. Absolute man, right? And he's proved me wrong. I've apologised and this, that and the other, right? Yeah. Every other one of our central midfield options, I would get rid of tomorrow. Because yeah. I, 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 look, I, tell you something, I like Matty a lot. I like, and I went on an absolute rant about him previously, right? But if you're not going to play him, mate, for the sake of his career, let him go. Yeah. John Joe, he's got that first time pass, but he's got nothing. He can't run backwards. He can't tackle. He can't get forwards. He's not scoring the goals. No doubt he'll come in again at the weekend because he did well against Fulham last time out, didn't he? So that'll probably be fresh in the manager's uh, head and, and thoughts. Um, but Hendrick, he was cheap. And at Cheap Castle, that's, that's you know, A-OK. -okay. I've said to you before, we've always had some pretty shocking central midfielders. You think of down the years, your Des Hamiltons, your Clarence Acunas, your Christian Besedas, your Georgie Georgiadis. Um, you know, keep mentioning any type of player that you want. That we And we've had some stinkers, you know, yeah. in there, Dumas and stuff. But we've always had, at the same time, some good players. So you've had your Shearer, sorry, your Shearer, you've had your Lees, you've had your Baddies. 
you know, you've had those uh, type of players. You've had your uh, Kabais, your Didi Hamans, even your Emrays back in the day. He could strike a free kick and you were set face and could get the play going forward. You know, we've had our Genie Wijnaldums and stuff like that. Um, these days, you look at it, it's awful. We can't play football like the rest of the league. Even teams coming up, mate, are bossing it and playing a brand of football that is far, far, far superior. And the thing is, if we can see this, right, sitting at home watching, then how come Steve Bruce cannot and will not? And I'll tell you something before it even starts being a thing. Do not fucking dare, Bruce, bring Bentelev back in. Do not think that that is the answer to the fucking problem. Because if you do, it's the wrong fucking... Qu- you're off your fucking tits if anyone thinks that Bentelev is the answer. Off if your Bentelev tits. I don't care if it's cheap. There'll be a podcast just for him coming in, uh, and it won't be a positive one because, yeah, he may be a great lad and stuff, but I, from what I see... He might be a great Germany, lad, but he's shit. Yeah, from what I see over over the pond in Germany, mate, the attitude um, causing problems in the dressing room, he's being exiled from the team, patrol the train at home. I wish Steve Bruce was exiled. Attitude, but, but bad attitude for me, mate, and I don't want that kind of toxicity, as there already is a lot in in uh, with Steve Bruce at the minute and I think if he brings in one of his boys and plays him in the midfield with Hendrick I mean it will not help the situation not one bit I mean you can say coming a mile off because Steve Bruce is so one-dimensional and stupid it's unbelievable but um, yeah, he's an idiot he's an absolute absolute fucking idiot and that is the sort of stupid decision that you would make and you know what you'll be able to sell it to Lee Charney Lee I've got a lovely cheap deal here for an international. Yeah, great. And you know, that's the sort of thing, like you say, that, that, that gives Lee Chandy and his one millimetre cock uh, his, his erection. That makes him pop. You know what I mean? So yeah. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised at all. I wouldn't be surprised to see Matty loaned out to Derby County or Nottingham Forest or somebody. I even seen, and I nearly rolled off, I literally nearly rolled off my fucking chair <laughs> when I read, the, uh, read this one. Somebody was saying, we'd better, better off with fucking Jack Cole back, back. I thought, now, fuck me. Come on, lads. It's not that bad. But then I looked at it and I thought, you're probably right. They're probably all fucking much of a muchness. But we've just got players now, uh, some of them, like Sir John George, at the end of, eh, end of the career, they may have been great pros. They may have been fantastic. But the, we've got no pace, no pace, no passion, no bite. Uh, and no then I understand... Yeah, no, just no uh, real lack of quality in those central pegs. Hayden can't do it all by himself. And he there's can't. potential. There is. There's potential in Sean and there's potential in Matty, but they Matty. need coached and they're not getting coached under Bruce Paul. So he'll probably bring Bentaleb in. He'll fob Matty off out on loan at Derby or Fibbon Knott's Forest or wherever he'll Fibbon gone. He'll do well. He'll come back and Steve Bruce won't know what to do with him. Be like, oh, well, you did well or whatever. It's 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 a it's a situation, mate. Because like at the end of the day, the way we play, we'll just hoof the ball up and hope for the best anyway. Or we'll just have a we'll try and pass the ball and we'll imminently fail. I think the stat came from I seen from the Athletic. We pulled off fifty eight percent of our passes. Um, but as Steve Bruce said in one of his pre match press conferences, doesn't pay much attention to stats, does he? So that that that'll be that's um be, that'll fall on deaf ears like everything else does. And the thing is, mate, we're just venting at this point. I mean, we've spoke about the first half. <laughs> Are we up to the third lead goal? <laughs> I, we, we, we fell off about the third goal. We fell. Yeah. Goodness and me, but it was, it was awful. Awful to watch. Oh, the fourth goal, Paul. The fourth goal. Oh, This um, was explicit. This should, this should have an 18. In fact, yeah. For the amount of fucking that was going on for that fourth goal, <laughs> it should have had an 18 warning on it. It was absolutely foul from a Newcastle's perspective. It, it was, was a it was a shame yeah, to begin with. And the yeah. lack of tracking back, Paul. I mean, the, the counter, they had five and six running forward. We had Jamal Lewis and Jacob Murphy on the centre circle, and nobody even thought of running Mid- back. Honestly, it, it, it was like a scene from the post office. It really, really was because you've got a, a, a bunch of, 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 of busybody pensioners trying to get in to clear out the accounts because it's pension day. And then you've got Newcastle uh, players 
absolutely cantering back. It looked like they were walking on fucking Zimmer frames. It was absolutely off the fucking chart. It really, really was. Um, like I said, if there was a granny about at the time, I'd have fucking drop kicked them straight, straight a fucking way. I was, I was screaming. <laughs> I was like, cover, defend, defend, wave. And you're like, where is the cover? I understand we're losing a game. And I understand that we've been up for a set piece and we fucked up, what, twice on that set piece? Yeah. But then burst your balls, lads, get back, show a bit of heart and desire. And again, you've just got Mr. Werber's original sitting on a fucking, like you say, Werber's original stood on the side, like a giant piss flap, not trying to direct the troops. The, but the, where was the where was the foul? Like if I was a, if I was a defender, five on two, and I've got Rafinha trying to go past me. I'm sorry, but as you've once said to me, the ball can go past you, the player can go past you, but not for them both. Not both, yep. not at once. Rafinha, I would have kicked him into the flipping stand. Honestly, Paul, I would have kicked him into the stand. And if you get a red, you get a red, but you don't concede a goal. Do you know what I mean? And like Lewis just let him drift through, played it through, three of them, as I said before, queuing like a Primark Christmas flipping day. And the queue to hit it for, and if I was called all, I would have been, I would have been kicking, I would have been kicking yeah. the defenders up into the stand. He should have chinned both of them. He should have gone out and chinned the defense. Yeah. I, I'd have felt better because if I'd have been there, I'd have chinned, I'd have chinned the bastards as well. I'd have said, "You fucking bunch of lazy bastards!" Thanks for that. Thank you fucking very much. It did it a proper room night. It did the in the fourth goal. Exactly the same mistake, Paul. The break again. We've got two players back, but Jack Harrison decides to take it on himself. Uh, five. And to be fair to him, he deserved the goal. He was absolutely brilliant. He told him all, all night. Brilliant goal from 30 yards. Kind of complained. Darlow hadn't couldn't Not get anything near it. Not a chance. Um, and it should get goal of the month. He deserves it if he wins it. But it blows full time, Paul. And my my God, a five two. I mean, a complete capitulation. And and Steve Bruce after the whistle. Oh well, we did did well for seventy eight minutes. Oh, is that yeah. Well, so, do, so do we get a fucking trophy for that? Do we get a trophy for being the seventy <laughs> well, fucking minute till the seventy eighth minute? It's a promoted side. I says to you beforehand, I'd be over the moon with a point, and I would have been over the moon with a point going down to Ellen Road and stuff like that. And and people listening to this will be like. Kyle Paul, you're overreacting on one result. We've been saying Look the same the thing when we've been fucking winning. We're shit. We are shit. We can't play football. We're heading towards the relegation zone. And I apologise totally, Keith Mason. I apologise <laughs> for the negativity. I really do. But the only thing I can be positive is that Steve Bruce is the biggest piss flap that I have ever, ever seen. He's worse than Joe Kinnear. He is yeah. up in that level and standard of of infuriating to the point that you sit there and go, how are you in employment in, in employment at a time when people are struggling to make ends meet? And this bores us on how many thousands of pounds per week? No, much. I'm sorry. We've got, uh, you can say about positivity all you want. And, and, you know, I respect everybody's view, but we've got to be honest. We Everybody listening to this, it's honestly how I feel. It's honestly how you feel, Kyle. We're all, if there's good things like what the club did recently with regards to some other stuff, we'll sing that. But last night was disgusting, and 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 this fifth goal going in just 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 summed it up. You know, you can take defeat, mate, but it's the manner of the defeat. It is. Well, it's the manner of the defeat most of the time, Paul, because we'll get we'll get battered. Only this time, it's a score where you can say, look, we've been battered. Hence the lack of response from the pundits, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's a shit from back to front, Paul. And, uh, and like, uh, to summarise, to say, to say what I said at the top, um, I mean, we're 14th, 15th, and we're lucky to be there, Paul. We're really lucky to be 14th, 15th. With I five actually will have you wank suck out for that. You're saying that. Like Body yeah. 15, yay! Party uh, on! You look at the you look at the investment, Paul, that we've we've had into this team, and for the first time in 13, yeah, the investments, the difference between us staying up and going down, it really is because usually it's a lack of investment. Uh, Mike Ashley's bought uh, Wilson, Maximin, uh, Joe Linton. Obviously, you can say what you want about Joe Linton; it's a different podcast entirely. But all these players he's brought in. If it weren't for the individual brilliance of a couple of them over the last year or so, especially Wilson. Wilson this year, Wilson, yeah, 
With a Wilson, mate, we'd be in the bottom three right now. It's without a shadow of If you were playing Andy Carroll with um, Joe Linton as in a four-four-two, we wouldn't score goals. Not a whole I will say that last night. I tell you something, right? You know, and I knew before the game kicked off. We were both saying they struggle from set pieces and corners. They're shit scared. And you seen last night when we did score, it was through crosses. They can't defend them at the moment for whatever reason that may be. Then you've got Andy Carroll. The one time we may have been able to actually use his aerial ability to cause to some effect. trouble. Yeah. And he keeps him on the pinch and he's bringing a right back, a right back on it as he's been a substitution. Yeah. And Croft wasn't very good either. I mean, I'm not going to scapegoat Croft. He doesn't deserve it. But the one person. No, but maybe, why is he the first sub? Why oh, is he no. the first fucking sub? It, if you want to change a game and you've got you've got Miggy on the bench, I know the pitch was shit. The pitch looked like a fucking farmer's field. Could have planted spuds in there, I tell you that. But you put him on and you and you just say try and give him the ball. Let's try and get up the field. Let's try and make something happen. Let's try and score a goal. Let, let's see if we can score the next goal. Get some respectability in it, but not Bruce. No. Oh, Emil Craft, you big sexy bastard. You get on the pitch next. And it's these little fetishes and these little clicks. But I, I told you, mate, the club's a clusterfuck. If it's not the takeover, if it's not shit results, shit tactics, shit manager, it's just a, a clusterfuck. And it's it hurts because it we is. love and we're passionate about the club. It hurts. We don't want to be negative. We didn't. We didn't want to just be spouting spouting uh, negativity all the time. We don't. We want to be positive about the situation when it has been positive, when the club have done positive things like they did with... Um, with uh, the the lads a couple of weeks ago that sadly passed away. Classy. You know, yeah, that was better, and we praised them for that. And we even did a podcast about that, uh, and we involved it in the last um, in the last podcast that we did on the win. But when it's when it needs to be called out, it will be called out. I mean, we've mentioned with we've mentioned in the past with us, Paul. You you hear exactly what you get. You obviously you can't see yet, but you know it's like. You hear exactly what you get, and we're not going to sit on the fence and blow smoke up your ass and say, "Oh, it's 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 positive, man. We're sitting this far up the league. We're so far away from the bottom three. We'll tell you exactly how we feel. And if that cause com- causes controversy and you think I'm full of shit, fair enough. You're more than entitled to disagree yeah. with it. That makes it. But, but is, is that what you want for this football club? Ask yourself that question. Are you happy with this football club competing season upon season to be 13, 14, 15, 16, 17th? I'm not. No progression. I, I, no. No progression at all. We're not asking for the Champions League. I'd take an extra place or two. I'd take an appearance in a League Cup final now and again. I, I, I would take anything. I'd take a win against, uh, you know, two, two wins coming up. That would be fantastic. Fulham and Brentford. It's not exactly... Asking a lot, but yes, Steve Bruce has been entrusted with investment like never before at Newcastle, and he is absolutely on a huge scale f- fucking this up at a sensitive time for the club. You've got to hope and pray that the takeover is still wearing away in the background and stuff. Um, because as Newcastle fans, what straws have we got left to clutch, mate? Because we could well easily get beaten by Fulham, and we could very, very easily get shown up by Isaac uh, Isaac Ivan, Ivan. Tony and, and Brentford and then where you're at up shit creek without a paddle because you're then going into the games that Bruce will just literally lie down his, drop, drop, yeah, drop, drop his pants for He'll just, yeah free shot lad free shot and what yeah. did the do Paul have moved the Leicester game to my bastard birthday the half third of January, so not and not and not not just ruin me Christmas, but the one around me bastard birthday as well. So the day I turned twenty four, such a shit age to turn, isn't it? I'm gonna have to watch you <laughs> off Leicester, which is fantastic. <laughs> but, but when we get dry humped by Leicester as well, it's yeah, it, probably, it's I'll gonna have to be a podcast in a depression mode in on on me birthday, mate. So it's uh, looking forward to that one, the joys, but. To summarise, mate, I just feel it were. T- I mean, he said, Bruce has said work in progress and all this shit, but it's just total regression, total failure, and it's just total Steve Bruce, mate. And I've seen a comment from a Villa fan, a Villa fan of all of all people, saying 
he, he really felt for because towards the end, Bruce was blaming the fans for the problems at the football club. He strangled the skill of Jack Grealish by playing him in a, in a central midfield role instead of an attacking midfield role. Um, and he really hurt them with his management style and he's doing exactly the same to um, to us. And yeah, he might have done well at Sheffield Wednesday, but Newcastle is a different kettle of fish. To, to Sheffield Wednesday and that's no disrespect to Sheffield Wednesday um, a, a, good, a good club and stuff but it, Newcastle said before, it's I've said before mate, it's like comparing the T-Rex and fucking Barney the dinosaur they're totally and utterly different there might be a dinosaur at the end Not of the day but that's part. where the comparison stops um, yeah I, I've got too many Barnsley supporting friends to say that Sheffield Wednesday or anything but <laughs> are, uh, you know, and I think they're shown this season by the struggles down at the foot of the championship. But that's that's where, you know, if Steve Bruce is going to get a job, that's where it's going to be. The lower end of the championship, it's going to be down at the League One. It's going to be an unfashionable club. He hasn't got the skill set. He's not got the qualifications. He's not got the experience. He's not got the ability to deal with big name players, mate. He's shat all over so many of them. Throughout his, throughout his time the only thing he's got a track record for is bringing his son virtually to every fucking football club that he's ever managed Steve Bruce you giant piss flap fuck out of Newcastle United yeah. and uh, I totally agree that's, that's that's the way to end the podcast Steve Bruce time to go yeah, thanks no. for nothing but it is it's, it's, it is time to go Um, you've tried you've had your year and you, you, you might believe half the things you may say in the press but he knows we know it's it's full of shit. The writing is on the wall, Paul. If he doesn't go, and we don't get investment in the summer, with 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 all this takeover stuff going on in the background, with arbitration taking as long as it ha- it is and stuff, it, it lack of investment is possible under Ashley. And if we get if we fall short of investment and we keep the same squad, eighteen months will be relegated. Uh, whether it's this season or next, we'll the league with Steve Bruce in charge. Hell, I, I mean, suggestions for uh, uh, someone to take over, just That's about just about anyone um, could come in and do like a modern manager to come in and and change it a little bit and not have this That's poorly executed version of the Rafa way and um, being implemented by this piss poor manager. Any any changes for me? Like one thing I've seen is, oh, this is why we play defensive football. When we've got when we're in charge of Steve Bruce, it's like would it doesn't matter what formation we play because whether it's five four three two five four one nine one what regardless of what it is Newcastle will concede twenty to thirty shots a game why because we're so open there's no there's no structure there's no defensive positioning there's no defensive instructions they're just kind of put there and told oh go out there lads. Um, I, I made a joke of it before the before the Everton game. Oh, he has the plan, and all the, all the dots are in our our box, and Wilson's up top on his own. That that's seriously how Newcastle set up four four two, four two three one. You want to say the heat went It's all the it's all the same. It's all the same shit, mate. Every game, it will not change until Steve Bruce is out the door. Honestly, and, and it will not change. If he's manager, when we go down to the championship. There's no guarantee at all, A, that we'll get the takeover that some people seem to think we'll get if we go down, and B, that Steve Bruce would have an absolute Scooby-Doo how to get us out of that league. There's no guarantee you've not got the safety net of a Rafa Benitez. He had Jack Grealish, who's been compared to Paul Paul Gascoigne. I mean, that's piss poor comparison. But anyway, he had someone of his talent in his team in the championship. He was 13th when he got sacked, Paul. 13th. And then Dean Smith took over, and in six months he got them promoted through the playoffs. What does that say about Steve Bruce? Like, come on! Exactly. I mean, to be honest, mate, Jack Grealish is more like Dick Dastardly uh, and Mutley after you've seen his driving skills recently than anybody else. <laughs> he likes a good crash, doesn't he? Bloody hell, that lad! He must have got his license out of a Kinder Egg. But um, yeah, there's no doubt there's a talented player there when he isn't being a little prima donna and dropping down every time there's a gust of wind inside the stadium. Um, but yeah, Steve Bruce has that ability. He's he's just so toxic. He's he's like a personality vacuum in space uh, and a talent vacuum that he just literally drains the life force. You know, I, I had I had uh, hair down down to the back of my ass when Steve Bruce started as manager. It's, I'm I'm as bald as bald as Jim Smith was back in the day. Now 
So it's the stress. Honestly, mate, it's the stress of 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 this man and his um and his and his band of football. Like you say, he's the luckiest man in the world. He must have literally been writing a love letter to Boris Johnson for keeping us in tier three, mate. Because the last thing he wants, if it's two, one thousand Geordies, two thousand Geordies, fifty thousand Geordies, it doesn't matter. Because whenever fans are able to voice the, you know, the, the anger and, and the verb, they're going to do it. We've had a, we've had enough. I don't give a shit whether you're a pundit. You think you're a so-called expert. I don't give a shit whether you're Mike Ashley, Lee Charney. Steve Bruce's parents, his wife, I don't give an absolute shit. I want him out. Go. go. Just go uh, now. And nothing, I, nothing, Paul, I don't think anything would change my mind about that. I really don't. Mm. Um, I mean... The first thing the new owner should do, a new owner takes over the club, mate, day one, PR masterstroke, Bruce is sacked. And then sell sell this club. People saying, who, who are you going to get? Who are you going to get? I don't. In a way, it's pretty irrelevant. I just want anybody else but that absolute flaming galah. But sell the club to a Pochettino. Sell the club to an Eddie Howe. Sell them a vision, a dream, in the same way that Keegan was sold a vision and, and, and a dream. Get him in. Fuck me. There's people out of work. The likes of Laurent Blanc, Klinsman, anyone. Vieira, he was linked before. Get him in. It doesn't matter. Take a punt on Steven Gerrard. Whatever it takes. Whatever floats your boat. Like you say, the lollipop man from outside the school. It doesn't matter if he Yeah. The old managers don't work. The old guard needs to go. I don't know how Sam Allardyce is still getting jobs. I don't know how Steve Bruce is still a manager. Yeah. I don't know how Roy Hodgson is still a manager in the Premier League. Um, if, if he's at... so good, mate, if he's so good, Steve Bruce, right, take him to Arsenal when that manager's job comes available very shortly. Yeah, take him to Manchester United when Ollie at the wheels out. Right, no one's going to take him. You'd have to be a, an absolute head case to want to take Steve Bruce. Like I say, even Steve Bruce's missus doesn't want to take Steve Bruce. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I feel a little bit better. Paul, I've managed the event um, a little bit because I've kind of left that bubbling for a day or so. Um, and, yeah, if anything, we've been able to vent. And if he's enjoy hearing yeah. the vent, I mean, that's... that's, um, that's well, I mean, in again on Saturday. Tune in again on Saturday because we're sure to be absolute uh, fucked over again. And I'm sure that Steve Rose will find new ways to screw us over and new ways to take us to absolute lowly <laughs> laws and terrible experiences. I'm sure he'll find new ways just to piss us off. Well, just when you think it can't get worse, it does. I mean, after the Southampton game in particular, where we got beat, I thought it kind of get worse than that. 5 2. I mean, off a newly promoted side. I mean, respect goes to Leeds. They have what we had a couple of years ago. They've got a, a whole club and a whole fan base behind one man, and that man's Marco, um, Marlo, Marco Marlo. I don't know. It's, I think it's, it's Bielsa. Uh, Marco. Yeah, Marco, Marco Bielsa. Bielsa. And that's the thing. You know what? It reminds me of, of, of last season when we played Norwich. You know, when we got uh, dumped by uh, Norwich, we, it was an awful game. But after the match, you had the manager there, you had the, the chairman there, you had the fans all in unison, all together. And again, at Leeds, you've got that unison of, you've got the fans, the owners, the managers, everybody together, pushing their energies in the same way. At Newcastle, I've said it a few times in this particular episode, it's a clusterfuck because there's different, literally, bits falling all over. And a club like this, it won't become successful until we become united. We won't become united until we've shed the shackles of Mike Ashley, Lee Charney and Steve Bruce. Bruce out. But with all the negativity and all the vent and Paul, we do we do end on positivity. We do. Um we have had positive this week. Uh, oh, yeah. Twitter, we hit two thousand followers and on Facebook we hit four thousand. Um to some this may may, may seem small to, to, to the big fish uh, in the in the pond that is uh the Newcastle fan base. Obviously, there's some bigger channels out there. There is, of course, but in such little time, mate, we've, a lot of people, a lot of you listening, have managed to get in on board and and really take the what we're trying to do here on Magpie twenty four seven and be a bit more open, be a bit more of an open book, be a bit more um, transparent That's with other channels and with 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 everybody going. Um, we want to want to work with and help, and we've managed to do a little bit more and a little bit more of that in in the past couple of weeks and stuff. But 
yeah, a massive, massive thank you to everybody. We, we, we do deeply appreciate every everyone that gets involved. And yeah, um, out of the 6,000 uh, from Twitter, Facebook, and even the couple of hundred that are on Instagram as well, we appreciate all the support. We really do. Next yeah. year, 2021, is going to be the year of the Magpie. Best believe. Uh, 2021, we've got so much coming. YouTube um, will be on We'll be on there. The podcast getting bigger and better. Back the matches. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, fingers <laughs> crossed. Be able to do podcasts. Don't mess this up, Boris. Come on. Yeah, it's um. There's a lot of things to look forward to next year. Um, and we're both really looking forward to um stretch, stretching out and and really giving it everything we've got. And hopefully, you buy into it and you really you really enjoy what we do. But um, yeah, I thought I'd end this one on a positive one because obviously it was a negative podcast again. But hopefully, that okay. <laughs> but um hopefully lad. when we set up um this set up the stream and stuff to talk about the match on Saturday night, Paul, hopefully we can have a good before not just a good not just a win, but a good performance as well to talk about. But we've got a couple of little series that we've been talking about uh doing as well. So we can go back to the two podcasts a week since um my uni's done for the year and Paul's moved in properly now so we can get back amongst it. Hey, but, I'm, um, getting in, I'm getting internet tomorrow. Finally. Internet's in the because uh because he's uh he's internet provided this took the piss out of him massively like but yeah he, 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 I reckon <laughs> probably <laughs> but um yeah it's been it's it, it's been a good one for venting this one Paul it's not been a Stopping the nicer subjects, but I feel a little bit better. Therapeutic, you could call it. But um, I will uh, we'll wrap it up there, I think. And um, fingers crossed, Saturday we've got uh, a little bit more. We've got something to be a little bit, bit more happy about. A few more players back oh, as well. Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, we'll love yous and leave yous. And uh, we'll catch you all at the weekend, everyone. See you later. <laughs>